I don't know it as extensively as stretch does at all, mm-hmm. uh, because I'm not. Uh, I, I'm not emotionally damaged <laughs> or whatever, whatever led him down this path. Uh, not, not in that way. He had to fill something, <laughs> something in his brain needed filling and that's what he filled it with. So I'm God bless you for finding it. Hello, everybody. Welcome to the Tech Rapid Podcast. I'm Robert Scarponito, your Futures Editor. Andrew Rotten, Editor-in-Chief. Rutledge Doggett, Site Founder. Andrew Stretch, the Jesus Editor. Oh, Jesus. What? What? <laughs> what? Because I was dead last week, and oh. now this weekend is, is Easter, Easter Sunday. Oh. This is the perfect time for me to rise again. Right. Of course. Yeah. I, that's so, I'm, that's uh, some fucking hubris saying you're Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> like, no, I'm, I always think about Easter. That's on the forefront that's of my mind. That's what we're starting so. with? Yeah. And, you know, I'm glad Easter was yesterday. Um, yeah, as of this coming out, yeah. As of this coming out, yeah. Well, otherwise, I'd still be in a rock tomb somewhere, true. guys. Come he on. Would, he would fair, still be yeah. dead where he belongs. Yeah. Man, you, you really thought a lot about this, and now I need to think about the fact that you thought a lot about this. Oh, God. Uh, in this week's episode, we're going to talk about Sonic the Hedgehog 2, the movie. <laughs> but first, let's get into some news. Um, Hasbro which owns Dungeons and Dragons, but does not own D&D Beyond, will soon own D&D Beyond now. Yes. After a deal of $146.3 million paid almost entirely, or paid entirely in cash, um, they're going to finally have D&D Online, essentially. D&D Beyond. I think, it, I think it wasn't actually in cash. It was just in sacks of precious gems and platinum mm. pieces. That makes sense. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> I'll I'll be honest, I um didn't know Hasbro didn't own this. It's I, it's a very easy it's a very easy thing to not notice. Yeah. When all of the branding is in the selling and the digital marketing of of licensed content. Mm-hmm. Um mm-hmm. what's even wilder to me is I didn't know fandom owned it before this deal that just didn't yeah. that connection was just not a thing i made in my mind i mean they did a good job of hiding it if you went to a DD beyond page like they had fandom mentioned at the bottom but it's not like any of the other fandom pages that you go to that have the logo plastered everywhere presented to you by fandom yeah it's like it's almost like they were kind of trying to hide it hmm. uh, but they don't need to do that anymore because it's now officially all together um I'm a huge, huge proponent of D&D Beyond. <clears throat> um, big fan. Use it for my own games. Share my content with my DM. Um, buy all of my books on there. This is going to be such a cool deal. Um, they've already got so much that was already in their roadmap. Like D&D Beyond have been talking about like full virtual tabletop stuff for years at this point. Um, hopefully this will give a, like a big push. And as someone who also enjoys like physically owning the books to have at the table, even though I run everything digitally, um, I'm really hoping that this means that the physical books start coming with like digital codes, Mm. the same way that you can like buy Blu-ray DVDs nowadays that are like, Oh, "Oh, here's the Blu-ray, but also 
put this into your <laughs> DVD anywhere account or movies anywhere account. And you're doing that, you, you can want watch to buy it twice. Well, no, I could see wizards doing that because with certain it's magic gathering, charitable. Yes. Well, with certain Magic the <laughs> Gathering stuff, like if you buy it, it comes with some codes to like get the same deck on Magic Arena or like get some free yeah, boosters on it. Or like so, Pokemon like, cards that do that already. Yeah. Because um, I would be very surprised. There were specific editions that you could purchase of the D&D's Essential Box, which is like a box that came with the Minds of Fandelver, a DM screen, a couple mm-hmm. of pre-written character sheets, a set of dice... Um, and like, you know, everything that you need to get started with the basic rules for a level one through five game. I know that there were or still are editions of that that you can purchase through D&D Beyond. But you do get the physical version of all of that. But it also comes with codes for the the store content. Mm. Um, so it's it's definitely not unprecedented. No, I'd just be that- surprised with like a lot of other companies with the rule books, they don't do that. So it just seems to be more of a... Oh yeah, I mean, at the moment, I'm already double dipping on most of them. I'm, yeah, I'm sure. <laughs> um, yeah, you're, so, you're knee deep in this. Yeah, yeah, I have a problem, especially with the rate that they've been publishing books nowadays. It's like every single two months you get another full adventure or source book, and it's like, well, you're already a year and a half into your current campaign. Um, good luck using any of this content for <laughs> yeah. another year and a half. Like you almost. <laughs> Like, start hoping that your current campaign is going to explode <laughs> so that you can start a new one with, like, new content, new classes, um, new, yeah, new subclasses, new race options. I mean, if you're um, the DM, you know, just be like, and just three dragons. Three dragons show yeah. up. Yeah, you'll be very popular. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they'll that's like when you start. Lot. That's when you start um, selling your DMing and guarantee that everyone will make it at least four games mm-hmm. <laughs> and then just wipe out everyone's like oh that's so witch weird you're leaving the tavern in the starting town and a stray archlich just walks by <laughs> doesn't like the the style of jacket you're wearing and obliterates you how weird is that Very oh and by everyone the way i have a whole new campaign prepared <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh, don't worry guys i got i got something already for you yeah i don't know so do you think that um that roadmap though that's gonna change because they're obviously they're going to have their own ideas now once they own it, what they want to do with it. Yeah, yeah. They've said that uh, Wizards and D&D Beyond will share later this year. Like, what yeah. is this partnership? So I wonder mean? if some of that stuff's in jeopardy in a way. Well, that's also, they said, you know, we'll share later this year. Um, but since then, uh, Wizards of the Coast have announced a very first ever Dungeons & Dragons Direct that's happening next week. Uh, it is the... Uh, April 21st. Mm. Um, so I have a feeling that sharing later this year may even be sharing in three days. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Maybe. I hope so. Because I mean, it's obviously they they ha- they wanted an idea like this, but they're like, oh, someone, your third party is doing it. And what we don't need to you know, reinvent the wheel here. Just buy them. Mm-hmm. Uh, so they, have, they must have their own ideas. So that's why I wonder if some of that gets changed or just like, ah, no, we don't want to do that. Or yeah, whatever. where they might, you know, reschedule priorities. Um, well, because, like, I'll be honest, like, I've, I've used D&D Beyond a little bit before. And I remember just when I was tinkering around and playing with the UI, like, the experience was so, felt so integrated into what D&D could be that it, like, 
it, it did truly feel like this was already owned by Wizards. This was already owned by Hasbro, right? It yeah. just felt like mm -hmm. the link was there. So now I'm just like, okay, well, like now the cuffs are off. You know, what the fuck else can they do that would really bring this like in? Like, you know? there's like as a as a resource, it's fantastic. One of the really cool features that they have added that I use practically weekly um, is that they have a full on encounter builder as well mm -hmm. that will track you know, the characters of the campaign you're currently running and their levels, as you add monsters in, it will calculate the difficulty. But then if you bring up like the, the screen to ask the characters to roll initiative and you can like auto roll initiative for the monsters, mm. if the players on their D&D Beyond app or, or device on their phone hit the roll initiative button, that all just gets like automatically added in. Ooh, that's There's nice. so much that D&D Beyond does that that just makes everything easy. Like, definitely not to. I know that I'm a more high-tech, um, you know, I've got a 3D printer from Minis, kind of like I'm a more involved uh, player in DM. And a, a lot nerd. of people, yeah, a lot of people prefer, like, on the traditional pen and paper, and I'm definitely not knocking that. Um, but the ability to to have all of that just taken care of, like being able to to focus on the game more and like picking monsters next moves, because I don't need to worry about where players' healths are, where enemy healths is, um, what initiative count we're on. Mm. Um, but the biggest issue is that you know you can only add those monsters, you can only view that content if you have it purchased in this source. Like if you, you need the digital version to look at the monsters, to look at the content, to build a character, to yada, yada, yada. Right. Um, it's like a pretty big investment. Yeah. So for, for people who have what fifth edition came out 2014, I think. So even if you're hopping on like a year, two years, and now that they're ramping up production and each new book is like 30 bucks. Um, even if like you've got a couple of books, you know, repurchasing the player's handbook, the dungeon master guide, the monster manual to get like the basics in there. Um, that's already going to, you know, be 90 bucks, probably 80, 75, maybe. I don't know. They bundle some stuff. Right. Um, so just if they were able to remove that barrier of entry and be like, yo, you bought that new book brand new. And it's like, you know, you got the nice alt art cover that's only available in a game shop. Um, if there was just a code so that you could add it, even if you couldn't like add the content of the adventure, but the monsters, the magic items, the subclasses, sub races, like the the character buildery stuff, or like the monsters to put into the into the monster build, even that would be just a huge benefit. Because um, mm. I think you can buy most of the books piecemeal anyway. Right. Um, you know, don't want to spend thirty bucks on a book. You just want that one race. Yeah, pay two bucks you now have access to that race mm. um that that would that would severely lower the barrier of entry get more people onto DD beyond and then they also sell dumb shit like digital dice um and subscriptions <laughs> that would just be yeah. <laughs> exactly <laughs> the idea of such digital a, dice, digital dice so yeah. stupid dude i've got uh, i own like, so many digital oh dice. my god is that hey, is that like an NFT? nfts yeah are they nfts oh. yeah. no they're not nfts not yet <laughs> Like, no. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, please don't no, do I, that. I think like what I find really cool about D and D Beyond, especially like with this new partnership, right, is that I feel like this is something that could really only happen now, because D and D has 
had like such a resurgence especially with like all of these podcasts like i mean look at matt mercer and critical role right like or the other ones that are out there like dungeons and daddies and the adventure zone right like D is hot now right and it only makes sense like this is another way to clear a barrier of entry so you could just tell your friends like hey do you want to hop on D beyond we can like do a quick session or two you know we can see what it feels like maybe dip our toes in before committing to like a year and a half long campaign but it's like never been yeah. easier to do that yeah i've got 17 pairs of digital dice mm-hmm. um no yeah the the barrier to entry is so low and especially for new players as well i've gotten over the past two years um i've gotten five or six of my friends into it just because like you can roll up the character sheet and it's like, oh, you want to swing with that sword? You click on the app where it says like plus seven to attack and then a digital die rolls out and then that calculates everything with the advantage and says to hit 22. Mm. And it's like it, it takes that that math out that might be a bit oh, confusing so for new players. Dumbing down this generation is what I mean. <laughs> Pretty much, yeah. And Fucking idiots. We also know that... <laughs> 5.5 edition or 6th edition is on its way in 2023 or 2024. Um, yeah. But Wizards of the Coast has been very vocal that they're trying to make sure that everything is forward and backwards compatible. Mm. Um, so, you know, knowing that they've now purchased a D&D Beyond, uh, my guess is that that means that, you know, not only will the 5th edition stuff be supported, but they'll know what is in that pipeline, what is coming for 5.5 and for 6, so that they can make sure that their tools are ready day one. You know, imagine if like Wizards just shadow dropped a new new edition of Dungeons and Dragons and D&D Beyond could just be like, yo, and here's here's some beginner rules for free on our website. Go sign up. Yeah. Huge. Mm Mm-hmm. And then all you need to do is download D&D Beyond or just go to the website and bam, there you go. You yeah. can play right there. Yeah. I mean, I, I feel like at some point this is eventually just going to reverse engineer like Baldur's Gate 3. Like that's <laughs> this kind of <laughs> what's going to happen, which I'm not angry about at all because like I'm so looking forward to that game too. Oh, yeah. um, in other news, we have to interrupt this this broadcast with an ad because just like, just like Xbox, I guess, there, there are reports saying that Xbox free-to-play games may or may not start incorporating ads in them. This is according to a report from Business Insider. Um, Microsoft has not commented on this after Business Insider reached out to them, but the idea is any free-to-play games on Xbox could start um, incorporating native ads, an example being like you're playing a racing game and one of the billboards in the game shows off something. Which already exists. For the most part, I mean, yeah. we've seen it in in what like FIFA, NBA, a lot of sports games have had it. Racing, some yeah. racing games, it's it's kind of a, I mean, it's a natural progression for the most part in terms of hey, these, this is a part of this type of game anyway. Um, arenas have ads, stuff like that. It, it kind of makes sense. Um, the one question is how they'd work. Like in my mind, like is it like buying ad inventory on TechRaptor where there is a server in the back end that is running those ads? Or is it like, okay, Coca-Cola owns this billboard for the entire life of the game? Right. Um, so I'd be curious to see what that looks like. Um, 
I mean, I'm going to assume if it's a free-to-play game, they're probably going to be very online games, right? Yep. So, so it's, maybe it's probably it's, the first one. Yeah, so yeah, it's probably less like they own, like Coke yeah. owns that ad forever, but more like this month it's this guy. But... Or Monster Energy Drinks owns that advertisement. <laughs> yes. Something or like it's going to be like, oh, this movie's coming out and here's mm-hmm. a thing with an ad with that movie on it and stuff like that. Yeah, I think my question here is like, so they say it's only for free-to-play games, right? And they will not do it in premium games. So what does that mean for something like Halo Infinite, where its multiplayer is technically free-to-play, right? Like, that's not even, you know, Game Pass quote-unquote free. Like, that's straight-up free-to-play. But then Halo Infinite campaign is not free-to-play. I think it would have to fit the game. I think trying to put it in something like Halo would look gaudy uh mm-hmm. it just it wouldn't look good but well, it's just in loading for some for some games like i think it, it makes a lot of sense in terms of alternative monetization that might allow developers to kind of take a step back on microtransactions or make them more oh, cost boy. effective for players mm. this isn't um, a this but is i would be curious well yeah i mean if so say a game has microtransactions it also has ads Will the microtransactions be cheaper because of the ads? No. Or are yeah? I mean, I, <laughs> no. It's just adding. I money. can we're hope, not gonna right? Be like we're not gonna be like, oh, we're making money over here. We're gonna try to not make as much money over here now. No, yeah. not happening. <laughs> I mean, like at the very least, I'm glad this isn't like like if they try to implement it in something like Forza. Not that we it, they will, but like for example, yeah. if they did before this race, watch this five second ad. Like that would suck. Right. Yeah, yes. I mean, so, like the we mentioned sports games before, like the NBA 2K games got a lot. Of, they get a lot of shit because they do yeah. that. They do the ads, and you have to watch stuff between a game or loading into something. They'll have some BS advertisement or commercial, and that's pre. That's a seventy dollar game now. Yeah, <laughs> and they do that shit. with a fuck ton of microtransactions with an uh, insane amount. It's like one of the worst. Yeah, that's um, a yeah, that's a weird case as well. That's like so up in your face. I yeah, mean, that but, one's definitely the a total up, like the worst case scenario. Yeah, and that's I don't see. I mean, that's kind of where I could see this going. The more people become acceptable of these kind of things and don't make a stink of it, the more they're going to be like, "All right, let's try this now." I mean, because they're just leaving money on the table for themselves. And at the end of the day, they're a business. Mm-hmm. And everybody's like, "But Microsoft's so nice." It's like, man, you guys don't know fucking history. Then. <laughs> not so much (laughs) what's that horse armor dlc yeah Mm -hmm. so and i think something else to consider too right is like this is maybe is getting a little pedantic right and i'm I'm sure don that's what we live slack is i know don in our slack is about to get on us about this so free to play technically right like if we're being very technical anything on xbox game pass is not free to play correct however there's a lot about it where it, it feels free yeah. If you no, already are subscribing, okay. Freeny weenie is the is the freeny weenie. Yeah, that's right. our yeah, internal the term Tech for approved yep. internal term for yeah. the free air quote game. A lot, lot of rogi wogies yeah. on there. That, a lot of rogi wogies. <laughs> yeah. But so my point being, right? Like, there's a lot of games that are technically premium but feel free to play if you are an xbox xbox game pass subscriber xbox so a game like forza horizon 5 could so easily implement native ads like just add some billboards in the game or yeah. something that are probably indestructible because i doubt coke would want you to just destroy their billboard with a ford f-150 maybe they would at, like, someone's posting maybe. a highlight on social media look at how i, I fucked mean, up this thing 
Yeah, that is pretty American, right? You've, you've uh, got um, to purchase the Is Pepsi Okay DLC first. <laughs> <laughs> but, but yeah, so it's like, would they start implementing it in games that feel free to play, if that makes sense? I don't see why not. Like, it's, if, it's, if it's money that's being left there and they can make an argument of like, well, it doesn't really affect the player experience that much. Mm-hmm someone's going to win that argument someday because they're going to be like, look at the potential money on the table. Like, yeah, I still see. Regardless, it's, yeah, it's going to be a slippery slope that will probably slide towards the the manufacturer or publisher more than it will ever towards the consumer. Yeah. I mean, already famously the, the Xbox dashboard um, is like 60% ads. Um, You know, it might be ads for other Xbox related services, but it's still advertisements. Um, yeah, yeah, there's no way around it. just creeping into everything. Like I, I have a very expensive TV. It's got little ads on the menus mm-hmm. and stuff around. Like it's just going to be that way. Yeah. I don't know. I think it'll be interesting to see how this goes like moving forward, right? Because um, I, I mean like off the top of my head, I, I can't say I can think of a f- truly free-to-play game on Xbox. That's like an Xbox exclusive. That's what I was also thinking. It's like, you right. know, does this also mean that Xbox is planning to ramp up their free-to-play plan? Or because mm-hmm. yeah, I mean, I like, know. you know, you have your multi-platforms, right? like Apex Legends and stuff, but like, like Fortnite. Yeah. <laughs> now without building. <laughs> um, Hell yes. Well, I guess Halo is really the only one that has a true like free-to-play multiplayer. I don't need Game Pass or nothing for it. Mm-hmm. Or I wonder if this will. I wonder if this will mean that they're, you know, considering then if they do have Forza Horizon 12 come out, if they have some kind of a free-to-play level where yeah. it gives you, like, some Game open Pass world has and no online ads. races, mm. but has specific advertisement billboards that then the Game Pass version that you play doesn't have those billboards yeah. and you have full progression and same with the full purchase. You know, it might be that this allows oh them to add some certain tier between free to play and free ni weenie. Mm. <laughs> well, I mean, wow. it's, and it's an interesting thing to think through too that if they open up some games to a much wider audience by it being free, the potential for them to earn revenue through the ads, depending on playtime, like average playtime, if you think about how many ads somebody could potentially see, it. There's potential there, so but it's all there's also future. potential to be abused, right? I could I could 100% see Microsoft backtrack and release a free to play edition of Crackdown Three. I think if there's somewhere that you could that you people could are scrambling really, for that, yeah, a lot of people just waiting. <laughs> yeah, I mean, hey, they already process all the destruction in the cloud. Just let the cloud also disseminate more ads. That's right. Yeah. Um. Yeah, even just like thinking of like upcoming known Xbox titles, it's difficult to think of. Yeah, what, it's hard to see which ones it applies to. What yeah. would work in a free to play environment? Well, all of them would work in free to play. I mean, people wow. people enjoy free games. Fable um, Legends. <laughs> Maybe this is, this spells doom for like that uh, hurts. That hurts for, for Starfall and Elder Scrolls Six. Starfield. Starfall. Starfield. What the hell is Starfall from? I don't even know. I don't Isn't know. From something? Are you thinking Skyfall? Maybe I'm thinking like Skyfall. Like 007? <laughs> yeah, we need a James Bond game. Let's stop talking about Game Pass. And there, there's going to be a James Bond game, right? Talk about Daniel Craig. That's right. There yeah. is. No, where is yeah, there? IO, IO Interactive, yeah. 
Oh that's yeah, right. Hit that's me. gonna be cool. <laughs> yeah. Like, there's yeah, so many games coming out. So many games that, that we know J- about. J- that are James out. James Bond by way of Hitman. Yeah. yeah. Who's gonna play James Bond? Mm-hmm. They just they just re-release uh, Hitman Three, and in, every time that they would say Agent Forty Seven, there's just yeah. like some really shitty ADR that's just a Double O Seven Agent Double O Seven. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> or they they don't record re-record anything. They just play the seven part of the recording. <laughs> Agent Seven. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, in in other news, I this is something that I, Ooh, I remember. Here right. we go. <laughs> Get excited. Um, <laughs> this was announced, I think, the Sunday before our last episode. Yeah, right, like, like, right, right before. Right, and and because of recording schedules and the darkness in our hearts, we couldn't That's catch true. it in time. Mm. But. Sora's back, baby. Oh my he's god. In, he's in Tokyo. Not Tokyo. He's in not Tokyo. He's in data's bullshit. I don't he's in quad quadratum. Quadrilate. Yeah, quad- yeah, yeah. quad- he's in quadratum. Yeah. Quadratum. Which Some, looks just like Tokyo. Which is the fake world. Stretch, right. you have the next 20 minutes to explain how we ended up there. Oh no. <laughs> he's also wearing nor and and explain how he's wearing normal shoes. Normal mm. shoes. He has a pretty boy haircut now. They gave him the full like Final Fantasy 15 he's, pretty boy treatment. Mm-hmm. He looks like he should be hanging out a, with Noctis and the crew. From a Disney character to, to a Final Fantasy character, he's he's in the middle of that. Yeah. Well, like, but they, he, well, they have talked about that and that that's just his look in Quadratum. That's what which, I was wondering too. Okay. Which explains that it's you know it's the same way that when he goes to Nightmare Before Christmas, he gets the horror look. When he goes to yeah. Atlantis, he gets the tail. But my question is then, what did Donald and Goofy look like in Quadratum? <laughs> they never go there. This is this is what the inside of Sora's heart looks like. Some bullshit. Yeah, well, see, that's that's what I, I want to see Mickey in this world. You know what I mean? Like he's I'm, just gonna look like himself because he's so fucking all powerful that he can or, go anywhere. Is it is it what gonna be the he... same version or like those just absolute nightmare creatures that you've seen on the internet of like he's, realistic? He's gonna Disney look like he's gonna look like rat. the first draft of Sonic the Hedgehog. <laughs> 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 yeah, teeth and all. <laughs> oh God. Yeah, I you know I'm scared, but also very intrigued. By what whatever the hell this is you know and, and something too about the city it gave me very mario and you donk city energy of like <laughs> there's there's sora and then there's the rest of the hu- real humans fleeing yeah, for their uh, lives and and then it's sora it's really weird to see him next to a hyper realistic car that's just like yeah. that's just a real car like <laughs> yeah it's like seeing mario next to like real people in, it's uh and you donk it's, I yeah, did so not expect to hear about this this soon. This Same. kind of surprised me. Well, it was a very surprised announcement that morning. We we also heard about Kingdom Hearts 3 seven years before it came yeah, out or something. I was going to mention that, that so, we saw, not just, just heard about it, but they showed a gameplay clip of it in action, and then that was well, seven years they later. Showed it, they showed it in Unreal 4, and we know that the yeah, game is right. going to be in Unreal 5, yeah. so it's already very early on. Um so you know we can get excited for it, but this is going to be the new the new carrot wearing oh, mouse ears that are going to be yeah. dangled in front of the Kingdom it's, Hearts community. It's Square Enix. How long did they talk about Final Fantasy VII remake before we saw it? Before we played it, yeah. years, years and years. This is and just I mean, classic them. Consider too that the announcement for this was uh, preceded by not one 
but two mobile games. So the mobile games thing was weird as well because both Unchained Key, sorry, Union Cross, both Union, Union Cross. Cross and uh, that that mobile game has gone through like four different names. Mm -hmm. yeah. um, it was Union Cross and Dark Road, but both of them have been sunsetted. So yes. Dark Road is finishing out at the end of this year, and that's going to be the story of young Xehanort and Arrakis and, you know, all of that stuff that turns him to the dark side originally. Um, so, side. you know, that was a bit of a weird trailer to give. The second trailer, that was weirder. It was uh, an odd mix of, like, a endless runner slash open world game that then every single time they showed combat, it was suddenly horizontal and mm -hmm. like looked much nicer. And that's I, in link mi missing link, right? missing link. Cause it's the missing link between some things. Once you play this, everything will make sense. I doubt that everything that's going too far. <laughs> yeah. well, I think it'll get more confusing. Yeah. The, I mean, this is this is the weirdest thing is that now that they're now that they're diving into Kingdom Hearts four, this is where I'm about to go red twine. And mm. um, now that they're diving into Kingdom Hearts four, that as it relates to the Master of Masters, the the apprentices and all of those characters, with which we have now learned that Roxas is one of them, and Roxas was there in the past in Daybreak Town, and got pulled forward to um, where he is in the present, where we first meet him in Birth by Sleep. But then they have characters like Streletzia show up in the trailer, who we've only seen in, in Union Cross, um, well, in that mobile game. And in that mobile game, she died. Um, she was the sister of the character who ends up becoming Marluxia. Mm. Don't quote me on that. Hey, you listeners know, at home, I wish you could see the rest of our faces right now. <laughs> you know, I, I play a lot of them, but um, so now they've got the, right now is horseshit, isn't it? You're making this. Up. Now they've got the problem of how are they going to take what is three? Well, not three years. But how are they going to take what is so many years of a mobile game that got rebooted twice, but it got canonically rebooted? Like there is an in-universe reason for why it was I'm rebooted. Sure, I'm sure there is. Because they went a to the first reward. Keyblade Wars and then they got saved from the first Keyblade Wars when they got hopped to a different world line, which is a different timeline where the, where the Keyblade Wars was successfully avoided. Um, so they've, they've, sure. they've got all of this. They've got multiple timelines. They've got parallel universes. They've got characters who have died and come back. Characters who got sent forward. Um... Maleficent got sent back in time. So the Maleficent that's in the mobile game is actually the one like after Kingdom Hearts 2. How are they going to take all of this and somehow try to explain it before Kingdom Hearts 4 comes out? Um, they're not. They're just no, not they, going to. No, they will in four spinoff games before yeah, we mean, see Kingdom maybe. Hearts 4. Like we're going to we're going to get probably a Switch game. We're going to get another mobile game. Uh maybe stadia maybe stadia comes back for this one i'm like i really think that probably the most open shut way that they're going to be able to do it would be to do another movie um <laughs> yeah which the first movie explained fucking I mean, nothing yeah i was about to say i mean i i watched that and i was like i learned like fuck all 
Mm-hmm. Yeah, they would need to actually base the movie on story events and not on five characters that we don't get to see until the yeah. post-credit secret scene That's, of Kingdom yes. Hearts 3. That's what I was like, wait a minute, I remember this. Yeah. <laughs> what the fuck? That's the first, <laughs> and now the seemingly, they are, they are what this next leg of Kingdom Hearts is going to be about? Kingdom Hearts 4? Yeah. Right? They, this is they this gave what it, they're introducing? They gave it a name as well, like the monster oh, arc. Oh, the next arc. Yeah. The, like, the something yeah. arc. So it's it's just gonna get weirder because now this is like the people that are that these characters are are like somehow related to people that we know, but they're also new and they're kind of like fundamental to how this universe fucking works. So shit's just gonna get weirder. And yeah, there's I also think, strange stuff we, that they've brought up that like Quadratum Quadratum is to Sora a fake world. The idea is that he has now left real worlds and he has now gone past death into fake worlds. But the residents of Quadratum think that the worlds that he comes from are fictional. So I wouldn't be surprised if you like if Sora walks past a VHS of Toy Story and goes, oh, Woody, that's my friend. What if we just cut to at some point a real video of Haley Joel Osment in a in a psych ward? (laughs) This is all just him. No, my friends. (laughs) (laughs) He's just insane. I I think that makes sense, though, because if Sora existed in this world, we would all think you came from Toy Story, that fictional show. (laughs) But he he would be like, no, that's my real shit. This right, right. this here, your Starbucks and all that garbage. Fake. This is fake. Yeah. Yeah. That's uh, I cannot. I cannot wait. This is going to be. It's always stupid. I hope it's better than three. Some stuff with three. Man, I loved it, but. The, I mean, the I, I Rivendell, you... Rivendell world Rivendell, sucked uh, in three. We're going to Lord of the Rings? No, no, no. That's Arendelle. Arendelle. No. What's, what's Frozen? Uh, oh. I don't um, care. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Frozen world sucked. I know what you're talking about. It was real bad. They stopped the whole three minutes for to have us watch Let It Go. And yeah, they're just like, with, wow. With Sora, Donald, and Goofy there. Yeah, it would cut it to them every once in a while. Yeah. It was a better version, let's be honest. Yeah, it actually, if I it, I was actually pretty impressed because I was like, damn, like that kind of looks like the movie. Because <laughs> I'm thinking graphically, like where we're getting with it, it's like you're almost running around. It's kind of wild. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think, Anton, you've, you've coined the tagline for Kingdom Hearts. It's just going to get weirder from here. Yeah. I feel like that's consistently, like well, every people, game you can say that. I, a little bit. I mean, can, yeah, but like this is... I think this is going to drift away from a lot more of what people become familiar with based on the, I don't know it is extensively stretched as at all mm-hmm. uh, because I'm not, uh, I, I'm not emotionally damaged <laughs> or whatever, whatever led him down this path. Uh, uh, not, not in that way. He had to fill something, <laughs> something in his brain needed filling and that's what he filled it with. So I'm God bless you for finding it. But uh, the, uh, it's just there's so much weird stuff that can go from here. Like I like these people are like the master mashers and all this stuff is so fucking long ago that it affects so much that they can get real deep with this lore stuff and not have to touch hardly anything. Like Zaynor, they don't even have to say his name anymore. Like he's old news. Mm-hmm. There's all kinds of stuff. All these people that people be getting familiar with, we don't really care about them anymore. I just fact checked myself. I totally got that right. Um um, Strelitzia, <laughs> Strelitzia is the younger sister of who becomes Marluxia. 
Oh my god. Uh, I'm proud. That, that just sounded like gibberish. <laughs> well, Marluxia's real name is Lorium, but once Lorium right. became a nobody, they needed to put an Marlu- X in their name somewhere so and make Marlu- it an anagram. Yes. It's, mm-hmm. it's fantastic. <sighs> See, this is what's so great. This is why Nomura needs to make all games. Well, <laughs> so, so here's the real thing. Because we, guys, we haven't even started thinking about what Disney is going to bring to the table. Oh, well, I'm ready. We know we that were, Star Wars is coming. That? Oh, there's going to be some Star Wars. BS. Well, yeah, we saw the AT, like the foot of an ATST. Supposedly, like, it looked like it. It, it. it looks exactly we like We might the be back going to Endor. I wouldn't be yeah. surprised if we got Neo Twiwi in there mm-hmm. because it's, it is, for it's all intents and purposes, quadratum. Shibuya. Mm-hmm. Are we gonna get any Babylon's fall? Oh, you're saying, what if Persona is in it? What if we go to Persona? Well, that's a different oh, company, but yeah, sure, why not? Square Enix. Uh, I'm sorry, Smash Bros. We're, everything's on the fucking table. Oh, that's right, everything's on the table. Uh, we're, gonna, right. we're gonna go to Metal Gear Solid and do some shit with Snake. <laughs> I can't wait for Green Hill Zone. It's good. Yeah, we're going everywhere. Oh my god, Smash Bros. has opened the world to us, dude. We're in. If- if if Mario shows up from a keyhole in this game, I will game, freak out. I, <laughs> so oh my god! What if Smash Bros. was the deep lore? He's got well, his and, own Keyblade. Fuck yeah! And he's voiced by Chris Pratt. If oh. if any of that happens, Twitter just shuts down for the day. I will mm-hmm. go nuts. It would be the greatest game of all time. I don't care <laughs> about anything else in it. If I if Mario's running around with the Keyblade with me and we're fucking whacking Goombas and shit, I'm in. Mm-hmm. Do you think we're gonna see Marvel in this? All and right, if... let me pitch my Marvel. Okay, we. So oh, you boy, do. Here we go. I want. <laughs> Here's what I would really love to see so much. We're not going to, but I'd really love it to be about Captain America: The First Avenger. And, <laughs> okay. <laughs> and we're going around fighting Nazis with Donald and Goofy. <laughs> think of how amazing it would be to like have. <laughs> <laughs> to have Donald and Goofy say Nazi, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and then have him like shoot fire like Faraga, fucking that Nazi over there. <laughs> we already uh, Donald's already got a history with the Nazis. There's all those old propaganda films that Disney made during World War II. Mm-hmm. I'm sure of, they'd want to dig that up out of the vault of Donald Duck as fucking <laughs> Hitler. <laughs> so, I'm just saying, maybe they write some wrongs here and have him <laughs> might get some. My counterpoint to going with First Avenger would be um, Thanos as a super boss. Like, I mean, sure, why you've not got Sephiroth, One Winged Angel, whatever. Let's, what they, let's get yeah. Thanos out. Also, I what just want to share that leading up to the podcast, all we heard from Otten was that during Kingdom Hearts 4, he wanted to talk about Nazis. We yeah. had no no idea what direction that was going to well, go. Thinking, uh, well, okay, but now it makes you, sense. Maybe, maybe you had no idea where that was going to go. Pretty obvious, I thought it was going like to be a First Nazi. Order thing, because Star Wars also tries no, to get pretty I'm, not, I'm talking Nazis. literal Nazis here. Hypothetical sci-fi Nazis. Oh, yeah, I wanted to go straight up to them. <laughs> and think how amazing that'd be. That would be pretty good. Like, I mean, they they could go anywhere with the MCU, really. Like, what yeah. I want to see is, like, multiverse, where you get Chris Pratt Star-Lord and also the totally not Troy Baker Star-Lord from the video game. Yeah. <laughs> Both appear. Having th- those versions of the Guardians would be so great to run into. Mm-hmm. But, and we know that, we know that um, Olympus Coliseum is going to be part of it because Hades Obviously. is in the trailer. And it's, also, and it's, you know. It's always in it. Quadrata is like a weird extra underworld thing. Um, yeah. If if they didn't have that, I reckon Sakar would probably be a good sub for for um, 
uh, like a coliseum setting. Mm. Um, but With no, Jeff I think Goldbl- that- Oh my God. Does that mean Jeff Goldblum could be in a kingdom hearts game? Oh yes. Oh, thank God. <laughs> Ooh, yeah, I'm here for it. I'm here Mark for Hamill, it. Leonard Nimoy, Haley Joel Dude, Osment, what uh, if- Jesse McCartney, all the big names. You think they're going to have James Wood still be uh, Hades? Probably. Oh, God. Well, I, I'm actually... Did he do it in the original he did it for games? Kingdom Hearts 3. Yeah, he's always been Hades. Oh. He's always done it. Okay, well, because I know, like, you know, with Woody, they got, like, Tom Hanks' brother instead of yeah. Tom Hanks. Well, yeah, because he's not going to That's because Tom Hanks' yeah. brother's job is to be Tom Hanks. Tom yes, Hanks. yeah. All the, all the extra stuff, he does all Woody's voice. Right. Or, like, I mean, Johnny Depp didn't do the Johnny Depp character. No. But, That's true. We can forget about that though. <laughs> that was pretty bad. But what if what if they treat the MCU stuff like they did with Final Fantasy, where there's just these broken worlds and these characters are lost, so we could just run into anybody, not necessarily their world. Mm, and what uh, if this? So like we're having. What if there's a moment where <laughs> sounds so fucking stupid and nerdy, but have Thanos and Sephiroth they meet one another and they're like having to. You they know, they do like that up. bro handshake meme. Yeah. Oh God, yes. <laughs> I mean, imagine imagine Thanos with the Infinity Gauntlet, and in the Infinity Gauntlet is Sephiroth's long long sword. <laughs> now that now that we have expanded Final Fantasy VII lore, where Zack doesn't die, and yeah, you know right. they're they're Things skipping different. world lines there as well. Um, maybe we'll get like mm. new Sephiroth that what like Sephiroth... is aware of where he's failed in the past. Could be. What if he cuts Thanos' arm off and wears the Infinity Gauntlet himself? <laughs> oh, there you go. Now, here's a question. <laughs> While we're just in this fucking rabbit hole, what's stronger, the reality gem or Sora's weird ability to go inside people's hearts? How could you uh, ask that? Well, because <laughs> it would definitely be Sora. <laughs> yeah. Because the reality gem, you die, you're fucking dead. Sora can come back to life, and Sora can possess people immortal. remotely, as we've seen <laughs> him do thing. that in Melody of Memories. All these nerds are like, who would win, Superman versus whoever? And if anybody put up against Sora, Sora wins every time. It's true, because he just is more so powerful. Uh, friendship. That's <laughs> <laughs> right, the power of friendship, man. He's in. Uh, God, I just want to see Donald Zeta Flare Thanos or something. I just that'd be great. I want to see that. W- will we finally hear Sora say, "I see dead people"? <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh! I just, dude, Kingdom Hearts Four is gonna be so awful, but great. It's not oh, gonna be wait. as wacky as anybody wants it to be. Is what's sad. No, I wish they would just go full on Final Fantasy. Stranger Paradise. What do you mean won't be as wacky? We've got stills of Sora fighting Darkseid outside yeah, there's, Shibuya. There's that kind of stuff, but there's not going to be, like, it's still going to be like, okay, we're going to this Disney World where we're playing through you, a storyline. You guys probably didn't stuff. see it, um, but I saw it on the, on the Kingdom Hearts subreddit. Uh, someone pointed out that where they had that 20th anniversary Kingdom Hearts event is actually... Around about where Darkseid's left wing is in that trailer. Mm. Oh my god, that does not surprise me in the <laughs> yeah. least. Same. <laughs> and Nomura's just sitting there all smug, like, hey, look, what, look what I did. Big brain. Yeah, yeah. And you'll find you'll find AR glasses under your seat. <laughs> oh man. I, I mean, I'm... if if I'm being honest like what i genuinely want out of this game that i know we're not going to get is no disney garbage and just 
I just want Nomura to be unhinged and tell us his Kingdom Hearts story. He's been unhinged for years. <laughs> yeah, but I want like no limiters, no Disney, you know, just like, because, you know, Kingdom Hearts 3, like, you know, no spoilers, but the first like hour and the last six hours are all that matter. Everything in between. <laughs> kind of true. Every, everything in between <laughs> is just the Frozen movie and Monsters, Inc. and yeah. et cetera, right? And I mean, some of it's original, some of it isn't, but none of it is relevant. I want, I want Kingdom Hearts There's 4. There's all kinds of life lessons along the way. No. So Kingdom Hearts 4, I want that to be 40 hours of basically I'm the last in. six hours of Kingdom Hearts 3. Did you guys oh, yeah. also see that Nomura publicly stated like, he was thinking, he, he was tossing up in his mind whether he would develop Verum Rex, which is the in-universe video yeah. game from the Toy <laughs> Story 3 world, that. whether he'd develop Verum Rex first or Kingdom Hearts 4. And he decided that he should probably go with Kingdom Hearts 4 first <laughs> for the fans. Good but that means that, that, that it isn't just, you know, some weird trailer that, that happens and it's like, wow, this is really a, a Final Fantasy game without calling it a Final Fantasy game. But the fact that there is probably design documents and design briefs of like, this is the game that that is the real game for what Rex, the talking plastic T-Rex from Toy Story, was playing. How great is that? The, I, the fact that that's a sentence that's true <laughs> is just... This is why people that are like, oh, I'm tired of Nomura, his stuff is dumb. You guys are just wrong. I'm sorry. Yeah. Open your mind to yeah. the pa the ability of the bullshittery. It's just it's so fucking dumb. Like, <laughs> I love it so it's much. So great. Like, I think his his brand is so powerful that we're like a month out from uh, Stranger of Paradise Final Fantasy Origin being released, and I still think about that game. I haven't even played the real game. I've just yeah, played the demo. I, so and so I do still I. Think about it. <laughs> <laughs> I think about killing chaos all the time. Yeah, I mean, I think about that scene that's been, that was going around YouTube. I guess minor spoilers if you give a shit. But there's just a scene where a bad guy's just monologuing and is like, "Here's my plan, my evil plan, wahaha!" And because I am, and then before he can say his name, Jack's like fucking gunning it toward him. He's like, "I don't give a fuck who you are," and yeah. punches him in the face. So and this good. is in a real video game. That's so good. <laughs> Oh, I am I am with you though. I wish they would just totally lean into the weird shit. Yeah. Like give Donald and Goofy like what if they've been separated and they've got some weird dark past and Goofy's missing an arm now. <laughs> and like just some fucking wacky. Like, oh my god, what happened to Goofy? Like Kingdom Hearts dark... Goofy Goofy episode, The Phantom yeah. Pain. Yeah. Some dark <laughs> well, shit happened to Goofy. I got hooked up. Yeah. <laughs> Lost my arm, Sora. <laughs> you, you thought I died in episode two, but this is some real shit. And this chapter's called Gorsh. <laughs> <laughs> like, oh, that would be great. Oh, man. It's Kingdom Hearts 4. I cannot wait to play that in 2029. Yeah, probably. <laughs> yeah, 2029. It'll be on the PS6. It'll be like a PS6 launch title, maybe. Uh, I mean, it, it'll come out after Final Fantasy VII Remake 2. I feel like it's a good window. <laughs> Maybe. All I'm seeing is question marks in our future. <laughs> I don't know. Final Fantasy VII Remake 2, I don't even know if that's going to come out. <laughs> Who knows? Uh, let's switch over and talk about some games and a movie. 
Uh, do you want to tell us about this thing called Stack Lands? And how, how would Sora interact with it as a world? Yeah, I want every answer to kind of be through that lens. Yeah. If it was a Kingdom Hearts <laughs> I, world, how would it be structured? Go. Yeah, I can't do that. So, so stack lands. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So this was one that kind of flew under the radar for me. Um, it is. It's kind of. I mean, it's kind of hard to explain, but it's essentially a survival game where you've you're building a city, you're building or collecting resources and stuff like that. But it's all in the vein of um a card game to where you have a limit of cards um that you can expand by building additional buildings but you're essentially trying to just survive until i think it's like it's like 50 days is is the end of a of a at least normal match there's also you can do shorter and longer as well but you're essentially you start with nothing you start with a single pack of cards that you open that has like a berry bush a villager some wood and a rock and then from there, you uh, place your villager on top of the berry bush card, which starts generating berries. Um, and you play what is essentially a moon phase. So you play a day, and then you have to feed your villagers, which it automatically feeds them um, two pieces of food. And so you've got to kind of manage your cards throughout as well to where you get the end of a day. If you have 24 cards out of the 20 limit, you have to sell some of them. And then you can sell cards. So like, okay, I have too much rock. You sell cards to buy more packs that give you different stuff. So could could you also trade that stone for some sheep? Single player settlers? Yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, so you can put three stones together and then you put a villager on top of it to create a brick or three wood to create a mm. plank. And then it's like two plank two brick and a villager you can create a mine and then the mine is just an endless supply of rock or mm. a lumber camp is an endless supply of, of wood so it's you and it gets hard like later on trying to manage the number of cards you have to build these larger things that require like six cards which limits you from doing pretty much anything else for that turn right. um and then randomly throughout it will spawn enemies um, so like these dark portals that'll spit out goblins. Um, and if you don't have enough villagers, you get your shit rocked and the game's over. Um, so mm. you've really got to kind of plan forward and make sure that you're not only managing your food, because if you don't have enough food, your villagers die. So is this so a rogi so wogi you would say? I would call it a rogi wogi card game. Absolutely. <laughs> um, I feel like we... <laughs> you explain it probably That's a, ro- a yeah. roguelite or roguelike they're interchangeable don't let anybody tell yeah. you otherwise. yeah we've given up uh calling things either a roguelike yeah. or a roguelite it's just easier to call they're, it a rogue they're all rogie wogies now they're all rogie wogies <laughs> to me you know, it's pretty crazy that they you can kind of make a like a deck builder out of fucking anything now you can apply that yeah. to any genre can't you <laughs> yeah yeah mm-hmm. well and we're starting to see like the like card builder golf games and shit yeah too. it's weird like, yeah. It's, it's crazy so I'm i mean assuming... this game is five bucks too yeah so mm. it's and and it's got Sounds it's got kind of a development plan it's it's like it's and you can do it in, in like play a couple turns close the game go out do something else and come back yeah. oh, so right. it's you can kind of piecemeal it um i think 
I played the other day for like maybe 45 minutes and made it to turn like 25 or something. Um, cause it's all, it's all on a timer essentially. Mm. Um, so you have a certain amount of time between each moon and it gets a little bit longer as it goes. Like the early ones are very short because you don't have much to work with. Um, but you kind of have to time things at times too, to where, okay, if I throw this, say berry bush on soil to create another berry bush or this berry onto soil to create another berry bush will it finish before the end of my turn or will i end up having to use it as food for my villager um which just resets it and then you don't have that berry bush so it's it's there's a lot of interesting mechanics and that as you open packs you will uncover ideas and those ideas basically tell you how to build like a market or a warehouse or or whatever um and then each pack progressively gets more expensive in coins um and so so coin and coins don't count as a card so if you're like way over you can just sell everything and then just buy packs on your next turn so there's like kind of like micro strategies throughout and it's it's been super interesting to play i can see why it was kind of this like sleeper hit um that you know when it came to wish lists and stuff like that it was pretty low and then it's done progressively well as people have been playing it so mm. yeah it's it is very in- simple yeah it's what's interesting is like all of these strategies sound like mainly card game strategies right but then mm-hmm. you like think of it through the lens of it's a city it builder it's or clever. a settlement builder i'm uh, yeah. digging i'm i might give it a try yeah, yeah no i might play that too i like the style it's, it's very simple clean mm-hmm that's no, uh stack lands right on stack steam. lands yep it's five that's bucks on cool. steam right now so i mean even from a price perspective it's it's worth trying it's neat and it's it's unique so oh yeah well uh speaking of unique stretch mm-hmm. you you saw a very unique movie in theaters i've i've seen it the greatest video game movie ever made um honestly it might be the best video game movie ever made <laughs> really yeah mm. so it's it's actually quite ironic that that otten started last podcast by proclaiming that i was dead because um i did see sonic the hedgehog 2 last week and then i subsequently caught covid mm. um so i was all messed up this week <clears throat> but sonic the hedgehog 2 was a really good movie <laughs> <laughs> was it, it was- worth it um no <laughs> okay fair yeah i, I was in a real bad place earlier this week <laughs> um no so it was not, it, not worth getting COVID over is what you're saying definitely yeah. not worth getting COVID over. really, really not that good of a movie then well i, th- I, I think for <laughs> most parts i would you know as much of a of a nerd as i am um i'd still prefer good health over a video game movie <laughs> i mean yeah i think many would um you're one of them new breed of nerd <laughs> um, about their hygiene and stuff <laughs> Shower daily. How dare oh. you? Yeah, you own deodorant. Oh, oh, only winners use soap. What else do you touch grass? <laughs> uh, but yeah, tell us about Sonic the Hedgehog 2. Yeah, so I mean it was it was a pretty basic um basic premise of you know Eggman's back, Eggman tricks Knuckles into thinking that his BFFs with him to to fight Sonic. They get a little bit into like the deep lore of of the Echidna tribe and um and the master emerald and stuff like that. Uh, but it was, it was fun. Jokes mostly landed. Um, for some reason they had Jim Carrey as Robotnik um, floss at one point. 
which like is like the Fortnite floss or yeah, dental yeah, yeah. hygiene. No. Oh boy. <laughs> no, Fortnite floss, which is funny because they had Sonic floss in the first movie. Um, yeah. that's, that's how you know it's for the kids. And I mean, and you, you know, know, flossing wasn't really that cool when the first Sonic yeah. movie came out. So I'm not sure I, why I they do that. It was joke him again. flossing his teeth. Because I, I don't know, for some reason, I think Jim Carrey could actually make that very funny. Oh, yeah. <laughs> with, with this huge mustache, That's right? what I was Probably. picturing. Um, they, they, do have, they do have some close-ups of, like, mustache maintenance with, like, Robotnik having, like, specific droids come and, like, you know, oh, fine-tweak yeah. his mustache. Mm. Um, as, as Robotnik, you know, in his, like, full Robotnik form, bald head, you know, the mustache out, everything, I think is fantastic. Which is a real shame that he then immediately announced that he was retiring from acting. <laughs> yeah. Last role. So, I don't know how they're going to get good. him back for the threequel. Um, but that's going to be sad. Um, well, but no, there, was, are, there are other villains in the Sonic universe. Yeah. Um, one of which, I mean, there are. How, how much do we care about spoilers? Let's Let's say if you care about spoilers... Thank you for listening. Yeah, that's a good point. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, let's get into it. <laughs> yeah. So, um, Shadows in the post credit scene. Fuck yeah. Um, after Sonic pretty much kills uh, Eggman. Oh, wait. Hold on. What? So, Eggman gets the, gets the Master Emerald, um, like, takes it inside of him and transforms into a weird, like, glowing green version of himself. Um, and everything he says from that point on is auto-tuned, which is really funny. <laughs> so stupid. Wait, um, was Nomura then, involved in this? Then he uses he uses the powers of the Master Emerald and the Chaos Magic, whatever, to create the big Death Egg robot. Um, Sonic then gets to become Supersonic. Um, takes like the the head off the robot, and it's just like Robotnik left standing on a platform in this. This robot that stretches like three times as tall as any of the nearest trees. Mm. Um, that then Sonic just kind of like flicks the robot and it falls back. He does nothing to save Robotnik and oh, like he's dead. And like they have a like slow mo shot of Robotnik like reaching out as he's like falling, collapsing, whatever. Um, so yeah, I think Sonic just straight up killed. Uh, killed. <laughs> it's about time we got a hero with some balls. <laughs> Well, he, he can't turn into people. a ball, yeah. And then yeah. he uses he uses his almighty, you know, supersonic chaos magic form, um, and summons himself a chili cheese dog. <laughs> <laughs> um, but so that's okay. like so the the a plot is fantastic. They do a great job with Knuckles. It's kind of weird hearing him as Idris Elba. They have that like really like himbo stupid version of mm -hmm. Knuckles, which I think is great. Um, Tails is adorable and fantastic. Um, Sonic continues to do a good job. Then there's the weird B plot with the humans. Yeah, I, there's I the weird, weird human B plot that that Donut Lord and his wife go to Hawaii to go to the sister-in-law's wedding. Um, mm. And the sister-in-law is getting wed to a beautiful man. Um, I don't know the actor's name. He's his, like the main character for a. Uh, um, for criminal minds for most of criminal minds um and so you know they have like all of like the weird you know my my sister-in-law fucking hates me joke that they continue on for no reason um that then donut lord 
James Masters. James Masters? James Marsden. Mars- Marsden? Marsden, yeah. James Marsden. Yeah. Um, Cyclops. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, he, he accidentally swaps out the wedding ring with one of Sonic's teleport rings. And oh, so he easy makes mistake. A, easy yeah, mistake. right. So he makes a complete ass out of himself by having to go up and interrupt the ceremony and not just say like, hey, here's the real ring. Sorry, that's not the ring. He instead goes up, tries to demand the ring with zero context and then sucker punches the, the soon to be husband. Nice. Um, that Then Sonic and Tails show up. And then it turns out that this wedding that Sonic wasn't even invited to is actually a sting operation and absolutely everyone, including the groom, is in deep cover working for GUN, uh, G-U-N, the, the government agency. <laughs> right. All trying to get involved with the family to um, to <laughs> to catch Sonic. <laughs> I just... It's like... So they're they're like he has the the sister-in-law that lives in a different state, different city. He has gotten to know her, gotten into a committed relationship, proposed, and is going through with the wedding with this woman <laughs> to catch the space hedgehog that they don't even invite to the wedding. <laughs> now imagine playing through that as Sora. <laughs> <laughs> But then, and then they have a whole scene where the where the where the crazy sister in law is crazy, but also like badass. And then they have like a ten minute like reunion scene where, oh man, it it started as a job, but turns out what I found along the way was love. So I would still like to get married to you. And it's like, what is what, what is this Hallmark movie rom com oh, a plot doing that. in the middle? Of the movie about a blue, great. yellow, and red space animal, like space mammals. You know, I wasn't gonna it's wild, see it, but now, um, now I kind of really do want to see it. I, I recommend it. I highly yeah. recommend it. Um, for the I, the for the good parts are great, and the questionable parts are great for all the wrong reasons. I I have to ask when when Shadow shows up, he has a gun, right? Please, does they, he have a gun? They like, they like allude to the ultimate life form project and this and that. And all you really get is like a sweeping shot of him in the vat. Um, mm. And then he like opens his eyes and they glow red. And it's like, Ooh. Why, is it, why do they always have to show up in the third movie? He's like, you know, he's like Venom and Spider-Man. He, he, he is. Yeah, he's Sonic's Venom. Yeah. Yeah. It's the third movie. Um, but it's weird that like Eggman is such an integral part to Shadow. So for them to be setting up Shadow and then for their for their perfectly cast Eggman. Um, to be like, that's it. I'm done. Well, he I'm out of acting. He said it. I don't know if he's actually out. Uh, I mean, he he pretty much. He, I think his words were, unless he sees like the perfect golden script that needs to be performed. Yada yada. And I just can't imagine that being Sonic the Hedgehog well, three. If, if uh, he's it's enjoyed going to be it, Sonic the Hedgehog three. He never does sequels, so the fact that he did one is kind of crazy. That's true as well. I was going so, through the IMDb trivia, and this is the third well, movie about in Jim Carrey's entire career yeah. that he has done a, a reprise on a role, mm-hmm. which is which, bonkers. It's yeah, Dumb and it. Dumber, Ace Ventura, and Sonic the Hedgehog. Yep. What an <laughs> eclectic mix of sequels. Yeah. God, I feel like that Sonic movie is like living up to all the dumb shit I hoped it would. That's what it sounds oh, like. Yeah. yeah. But it's and also I, just, it's good. They get Sonic right. 
they get tails right they have a mm-hmm. whole bunch of fantastic callbacks like um uh tails in the biplane with sonic standing on top mm. um it they do a great job yeah and the the real reason i wanted to talk about sonic the hedgehog on on this lovely pod of ours is i remember what weeks ago we talked about a smash bros movie cinematic universe cinematic universe yes and i believe the director of sonic the hedgehog 2 has said wouldn't it be fucking cool if i made a smash bros cinematic yeah universe? how amazing would it have been instead of shadow and in the thing it would have been like mario <laughs> in the in the well, teaser like, well, and, and it crosses Monster over with Hand. the illumination studios yeah. like the chris pratt mario thing <laughs> i mean yeah considering as long as they like didn't want to get any of the humans involved they could totally you know pluck an animated sonic out of a out of a hybrid world oh everybody's into this multiverse stuff so he could just get sucked through a portal and be somewhere mm-hmm. yeah i mean he canonically has portals <laughs> Yeah. yeah, so he could just go. show up in the Metroid universe, and that'll be yeah. the first Metroid game we get in years. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> sure. But, but we still like won't have Captain Ridley. Falcon be part of the cinematic universe. <laughs> F-Zero can just go over there. <laughs> no, it was a, it was a bonkers movie. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, I... I I'm glad that you enjoyed it, and I can't wait for myself to see it as well. And I hope this leaves the door open for Sonic Three. I mean, I imagine so if they're teasing Shadow, right? Uh, but, yeah, oh, still I mean, it was. Money. Yeah, uh, Sonic the Hedgehog Two made like seventy mil domestic on opening mm. weekend. That's you know bonkers. You know what's still sad about this is the movies might do well, and they're like, "Oh, kids are gonna play our games," and they're like, "Oh, these fucking." Suck. <laughs> <laughs> Like, oh, we, we don't know that. I can't we, wait for this next Team Sonic Sonic game. It's like, no, kids, that's not the one you want. No, hey, that could be good. Open Sonic World Sonic could be good. I don't. I I I'm willing to bet money uh, right now that it will not uh, be. I'm sorry. Open Zone Sonic. Uh, I don't. <laughs> yes, it's Open Zone. Uh, it's a zony wony, please. <laughs> it's gonna lean on its, uh, you know, the pedigree of Sonic 06. Yeah, it's open worldy bits. Wait, there's a pedigree to Sonic 06? Uh, there are people out there who like Sonic 06. Have you not seen our review? Was that, was that, that before or after he... Was that before or after he kissed the human girl? Oh, does, can, does Sonic kiss a human girl in the movie? No. In but 06 will, he does, though. I, yeah, yeah, he does. But will he in Sonic 3? Um, Callback. I don't know. <laughs> I'm trying to think like of all of... Because Sonic Adventure 2 is my favorite of the Sonic video games. Uh, it's pretty so good. Having, so having Shadow show up is like I'm really excited for it, um, but I'm I'm wondering whether like we're gonna start like see a whole bunch of like will they do like oh in the four years since the last movie all of these other Mobians have shown up and just like have Amy and Big and um, I don't know how they're gonna do Silver? Rogue the Bat Rouge of the Wait, Bat they're called That's gonna Mobians? be weird <laughs> yeah I'm sorry, I'm still kind of struggling with that one what because they're, they're, the- they're known as. I mean the the planet that Sonic comes from is Mobius, like the I strip. I don't know the Sonic lore. I did not know that he came from another planet. Well, let me let me recommend you so check out the Superman? wonderful Twitter feed of Ken Penders. <laughs> no, I don't want to know. Really? <clears throat> yeah, they they come from planet Mobius, Mobius. like a Mobius strip. Really? Sonic so the Hedgehog based on the Mobian. So is Jared Leto like the king of that? <laughs> <laughs> no, 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 that's, so that's he, planet Morbian. He's a Morbian. Oh, okay, Morbian. He's a Morbian. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I still haven't seen yet. 
that yet. I don't want yeah, to go see I that. I don't yet. want to. No, nope. that's definitely not worth COVID. <laughs> God, oh man, what if they're like, you know, who'd be a great Eggman? Jared Leto. Jared Leto. <laughs> hey, oh. I mean, it's, it's Jared Leto has now done a really crap DC movie, a really crap Marvel movie. If Ryan Reynolds has told us anything, then Jared Leto's next superhero movie is gonna fucking slap. <laughs> if they, ever, if he ever gets cast again. <laughs> <laughs> all right i think that about wraps us up for this week's episode of the tech raptor pod we hope you enjoyed this week's show and if you did please feel free to leave a review down below or let us down know in the comments either on youtube or on our site feel free did to be you... extra mean to rut you sure <laughs> I didn't say that, but hey, you know, if you want to, I won't stop you. But let us know what what worlds do you hope show up in Kingdom Hearts Four? Do you hope to see an open zone Shrek from Shrek? Shrek, yeah, yeah. yep, Shrek, Shrek, yeah. Mm-hmm. And you there's like a little wrestling Nazis minigame with Donald and Goofy, like me. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Let us know in the comments below. Um, and if you want more uh, from us, you can check out TechRaptor.net where we are always posting news, features, reviews, and so on throughout the week. And if you want more of this podcast, we will be back next Monday. We'll see you then.